What ho, and welcome to the Triple Takeover Toycast, a fortnightly podcast dedicated to the Transformers as well as other toy lines from the past. For episode 44, we're talking about some of our favourite retools, so if you're expecting a load of Combiner Wars Silverbolt jokes, you're probably not going to be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) As usual, I'm joined by an original mould with only minor signs of degradation. It's writer, photographer, it's Maz, aka TF Square One. I take issue with minor, that's just factually incorrect. And we are also joined by someone for whom the term mold fatigue is just an excuse to buy another MP10 inspired by a shoe. Yes. It's writer, photographer, and YouTuber, Sixo. Hello, how are you doing? And I'm Toybox Soapbox, or as the postman calls me, Liam. How's it going, lads? I was going to start with what's shaking or what's happening in Groove Town. I figure <laughs> that they're your guys' thing. Yeah, stick with the classics. Why not? Are you always going to go with what ho at the start of the episodes now? Yeah, yeah. It's a tribute to a friend, so, you know. Hmm. It's a very Liam expression, that. And whenever I hear you say it, I'm like, yep, that's a total Liamism. What tone? Ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. <laughs> a good way of answering the telephone. Yeah. So what's been happening, dudes? Uh, not a lot, I don't think, really. I, I, I don't know how to say that. I've been putting some pictures up in my office. Got some nice prints from Andy Cousins, which is quite exciting. Oh, but that TF movie poster, though. And yeah, I saw that. TF movie poster as well. Yeah, I felt a bit bad, actually, Liam, because you said you've been searching for it for ages and I've managed to acquire one. So I did feel a little bit bad about that. But In about uh, 72 hours from his first mention on Discord or Twitter, I think it was, it to was him having swift. it framed and on yeah. Twitter again. It was quite swift, I'm not going to lie. I was mildly jealous, but I've seen it on eBay quite a few times, but then it's always slightly dog-eared, ripped or something like that, you know, marks on it. It's like, oh. To be fair, this one's definitely not perfect. It's got a few, I mean, it's got, you know, the, the obvious creases mm. from the folds from the magazine. It's got a little rip here. There's a little tear just at the top. It is a little bit dog-eared. But actually, I've stuck it in a frame today. And if anything, I kind of like the dog-earedness of it. It's sort of almost got that vintage. kind of vintage appeal to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like it. And I've, I've seen where it's going to go on the wall, actually, just behind where I am now. I can't wait because this was a, a poster that I. Oh, had so I'm going to my... have to look yeah, at it every every, every time we well. record. Oh. Yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, so thought I'd just put it there, you know, just to Perfect. just to tease you with it. But oh, no, this is a flexo. <laughs> classic flexo. This isn't it. Yeah. M- Muggins over here looking for years for this thing. Sixo puts it on Twitter, and within 30 seconds, he's got it on his overnight ship to him or something, hasn't he? What can I say, man? It's you know, this is all of posters. <laughs> all of posters. They just gravitate towards me. So no, I just got I just got lucky. I couldn't believe it, honestly. When uh, when someone got in touch and was like, "Oh, you know, I've got a copy," and I was like, "Brilliant! Do you know what I mean? Great! Absolutely terrific!" So it's the poster that I had on my wall as a as a kid. So uh, I'm just dead excited to see it again. Brings back a lot of memories. Yeah, I had that too. It's an amazing poster. Well, I shall keep my eyes peeled for one for you, Liam, as well. Thank you. This podcast has its pluses and minuses. One of the minuses, I have to say, is that if we haven't bought something we talk about that we end up liking, there are a selection of collectors and listeners who will get there before us, and that's Mm. it. It's just vanished. Oh, God, it's going to have to just post now, isn't it? That's the end of it for me. But on the the flip side, you've got what happened to old Flexo here, where someone's actually turned (laughs) up and said, I've got this, do you want it? And I've had an occasion like that this week where someone popped up and offered me a couple of items, and we've talked about them in recent episodes, and I've just been like, really? (laughs) <laughs> and um yeah i'm so excited to show you these things when they get here but uh yeah so it's got pros and cons have to say got to take the good with the bad but the bad is really not that bad no i was gonna say bad in the sense of toys is never really that bad is it like it doesn't get that bad uh, so are you not going to share with us then what these items are yeah 
No, um, I have learnt the hard way not to do that. Such a tease. <laughs> Such a tease. So I have yeah. mentioned things that I was gonna buy, and I might have said that I had actually bought them when I hadn't yet. Then forgot. Episode aired, sold out, and I'm still left here like a mug, having said I bought something and I don't have it because everyone else bought it because I told them where to get it. Didn't you tease that over multiple episodes as well? You did. I did, but it didn't work out. It's just a new one of that then. It's not far away, so I'm just going to keep my zipper shut. But I just wanted to point out that, yes, we do miss out on stuff. Well, I went and bought a MicroMaster Overload, freaking sharpish, after that Hidden Gems episode, man. We were on air recording, and I was checking out overloads on eBay because I knew I needed to get there quickly. Hmm. And I did that at least. That was a result. But I think that's how it's going to go. So depending on what you guys bring up tonight... um, yeah, might have to just have an eBay window open at the same time. You say that we miss out on stuff. I mean, speak for yourself. Sorry, Flexo. <laughs> didn't, didn't mean to knock your public image there. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I miss out on stuff too. <laughs> I do though. I do. All the time. Happens all the time. So, and just a quick note to any future listeners out there who are going, you know, back for these old episodes. If you've already listened to like episode 50, where Maz has told you that he didn't end up getting these toys for some reason. Well, this this is the origin story of yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of tonight, actually. I'm uh, I'm quite intrigued to see what you guys come up with in terms of old retools uh, and everything. So it's actually a, a real kind of favourite sort of area of mine, this. I mean, I love repaints anyway. I know that's sort of a bit sacrilegious as far as some people are concerned. I don't know. You get people that are like really vehemently anti-repaints. Anti I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. It's, it's always struck me as like a weird position to take where people are like, oh man, they're milking the mould. I hate repaints. Oh, you know, Hasbro and all of that. Because it's like, the, literally the franchise is built on repaints like Seekers. and It's like not like in other flavours of crisps. Liam, Liam, he makes a really good oaf, doesn't he? Where's <laughs> Blow? Oh, where's oh, Blow? You well, he suck. is the BFG, so you know. <laughs> Big flexing giant. Okay, yeah. I'll take that. But anyway, before we get to that, we should probably mention our sponsors for the evening because we have two. Uh, first of which is tfsource.com. So do check them out for all your Transformers and third party needs. And the second is kapowtoys.co.uk, a UK supplier of Transformers and many other toys. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing a longer section on both of those in the middle of the pod, as ever. You should also check us out on patreon.com forward slash triple takeover, where you can get extra content if this isn't quite doing it for you and not filling the gap. You can get early access to episodes up to a week early. You can get exclusive mini-sodes on topics chosen by our six Sodes Butler patrons. And also sometimes we chuck in some episodes as well. You can get mini-series access, which are chapters on a single topic, whether it's six O reading IDW or me collecting Unicron Trilogy. You can vote in polls. You can sort of have a say in the content that we deliver. You can just sign up and say thank you. And uh, you can have questions answered on the pod, amongst other things, and even free merch if you sign up at GBC level. So check us out on patreon.com forward slash triple takeover if you want new content every week. And we recently did a mini-sode on Deathsaurus. And, you know, we talked a bit about the cost of that and how it hits just before Christmas. And as Christmas is coming up, if you need gifts, you know, Seamless. Seamless. That was what a what a conversational segue that was. Gotta tell you, lads, I've been on the blow to old Saint Nick this week. It's been ringing me up, telling me how snowed under he is at the minute. So many people on the good list. He's got so many presents to do. So he's like, Oh, Liam, can you help me out? So I was like, dude, trust me, I've got your back. Have you checked out our merch store? He's like, Yeah, a few times. And he's like, But you needed a reminder of the address. So if you go to rebel.com forward slash people, 
forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore you can get the perfect christmas gifts everything from aprons and them little square things you put cups of tea on coasters mugs. yeah that's the one that's, that's maybe the... he means a table i don't know well, <laughs> you know santa doesn't like people leaving like a little peppermint ring on his table there's coffee there's coffee books peppermint ring on his what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's got them proper books, you know, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, check out uh, rebel.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore for all sorts of triple takeover merch. So this episode is all about retools. So before we talk about our choices, because that's what this episode is, we've each picked two different toys to talk about. We should probably talk about what retools are because it's a quite a wide ranging term, isn't it? Because you've got retool, repaint, and then you've got things like a just shared engineering. Hmm. Yeah. So, what specifically to you guys constitutes a retool? Well, I think for me, it's like it's it's any toy design that is essentially the same and uses a lot of the same parts, but it also has newly molded parts. So it's you know a straight up repaint is one where there are no design changes whatsoever, other than the color and the paint and you know that's it that's a repaint a retool involves some sort of molding change however i would say it's different to what you said about toys with shared engineering the best example of that i can probably think of offhand is like the original mini bots you know like bumblebee and cliff jumper which are not retools of one another because they have shared engineering you know they have similar kind of design going into them inherently and you know there may be some similar parts in there as well but ultimately they are not a retool of one another you know they don't do they actually even share any parts i don't think they do arms probably um i think even the arms are different actually on cliff jumper and bumblebee rear bumper yeah maybe do they have the same back head plate yeah i think it's an interesting conversation about i would have called that a retool actually i think i've been calling it retool for years have you see i i do not class them as retools never have done and i think there's a kind of interesting point about what percentage of new parts kind of goes into a toy design before it isn't a retool anymore i mean or until it's a new thing entirely i mean like i always quote the one about masterpiece inferno and grapple sharing literally 50 percent of parts with one another so very very heavy retool but you know people still refer to them as repaints even Mm. so these things do get a little bit you know there's a bit of crossover there i guess is what i'm saying but anyway in my brain that's how i kind of sort of distinguish them if that makes sense it is a very loose term because then you also have running changes don't you Mm -hmm. which are different to retools again because you know we often think of retools as it changing a character from one character to another but you get all sorts of kind of little changes like yeah like you do get this is a bad example but say sound blaster and sound wave the heads are the same it's just the only thing that's changed is the chest isn't it it's widened yeah sometimes you just get new features added rather than a change of character or change of head it's a very broad term yeah you see i would still class sound blaster as that one i would class as a retool i think Mm. of Soundwave. i don't think i'm with you on that one i mean as in i agree with you on the sound blaster and Soundwave being classed as a retool but i'm not sure i would draw the distinction in the same place you have because i think i'm not gonna distinguish that much between shared engineering and retool because i think if there's enough shared engineering to me that's the definition of a retool it's basically the whole thing functions the same literally the same but all that's changed is the physical shape of the bits that move (laughs) so if anything yeah yeah like with cliff jumper and bumblebee they don't even transform differently like with some toys i'm thinking of like um classic sunstreaker and classic sideswipe yeah 
like they are retools and they kind of transform differently. But I think you can transform one the same as the other if you wanted to, right? Well, let me let me give you another example. Like for me, there's two actually that I can think of. The first is uh, Energon Starscream, which is technically a shared engineering toy of uh, G2. Uh, what's the little chap that comes with Dreadwing? Uh, Smoke Jumper. Smoke Jumper. Uh, Smoke Jumper. Uh, it's shared engineering in the in the respect that they transform the same, but they have no molded parts the same. And a lot of people, I think, think of it. Oh, is it a retool? Is it a repaint? It's not. They're completely separate toys. They've been designed differently, but they have shared engineering in the respect that they've got the same transformation. And uh, as you said, almost like Cliff Jump and Bumblebee to some extent, but they are separately designed toys. So it's it's a shared engineering thing. Yeah, that's a distinction I can agree with because engineering, I think, doesn't need to refer to physically the same innards. No size and shape and look, but it's the same design concept being remapped on a, right. on a different toy. But with something like Bumblebee and Cliff Jumper, I think it's like entirely similar internals and design at the same time, just with a different shell on almost. So where would you where would you stand on the jump starters then, or like the battle charges? Battle charges, I would call a retool because it's just I think it's the shell again that's different. Yeah, yeah. So it's a reshell. Yeah, I guess. That's another phrase, isn't it? Yeah. Reshell. Yeah. yeah, a reshell. Jump starters? Hmm. Do you know, I don't think I've ever owned a topspin and a twin twist at the same time. Shocker. Really? Oh, wow. Really? No, I haven't. I don't think I have. I think that would, again, qualify as retool because won't the internals mm. be pretty much identical and it's just the protruding bits that are molded slightly differently, like the head and the bits and pieces? See, to me, I, I, I'm with you. It's interesting, that distinction, because I'm with you on the battle charges. I think of that as a retool of one another because I think there are probably some parts the same. Like I'm just looking, I'm sort of trying to look over the room at the two of them. Is the mechanism the same on those? The, the mechanism is the same on those two, yeah. In the same way that the mechanism is the same on all the throttle bots. But the jump starters, I don't know, maybe at the core of it, maybe in the same way as you said, like about Bumblebee and Cliff Jumper. Hmm. But to me, it's sort of, they're so different. Like the complete shell of the actual robot is different. So for me, I don't, I mean, I'm not really too fast. I'm not like, no, you can't call them retools. But I sort of, in my brain anyway, think of them as slightly out of that sphere. When I look at the battle charges, I think more the most important part of those toys is the sliding bit, you know, at the bottom and the mechanism. Yes. And so that's like the base of that toy. And then the rest of that is just a shell that fits around it. So I think you could do any kind of car on the top and they're both basically the same. So I, I do think that would probably constitute a retool. Yeah. Again, it's a loose definition, isn't it? It's, it's, all, it's, it's all weird how it applies to different toys completely differently. Yeah, absolutely. And I think all of this is... I mean, really, it's all shades of grey, isn't it? And I'm, and I'm certainly up for calling Bumblebee and Cliff Jumper a retool if that's where we're all at for the purposes of this discussion. It's just thinking of the throttle bots. And I was thinking, hang on, I think I'd draw the line and not call those retools of each other. I think for me, I'm beginning to see that the distinction might be that with a retool, you could start with one and you can tell that the, the retool was made from that original. Right. And then maybe that's closer to what you're defining. Because I'm looking at Goldbug and Freeway and thinking... Well, I don't think Freeway was made from Goldbug's basis, just they were made at the same time with that shared engineering, which is extremely close with a different shell. But maybe it's just my eyes telling me that these two toys look too different to be classically defined as a retool. I think that's it. I mean, ultimately, like going back to Bumblebee and Cliffjumper, I guess if one of those two toys looked radically different to the other, but still transformed in the same way, 
you know, let's say that they looked as different as freeway and wide load, perhaps it wouldn't be such a kind of confusing issue in that regard. You know, we might be more happy to kind of think of them as separate toys. But I think it is kind of more of a mental thing, you know, like a how we sort of position this stuff in our brain as opposed to like a scientific definition or anything. Do you think some of that's come from, because in very recent years, obviously, retools have become really prevalent, particularly in generations, almost since the start, where oh, it, was yeah. just, it was just a head. So when I think of retool, the very first thing that pops into my mind is change of head. Yeah. Even though it's more than that, that's always be the first thing I would think of. I think that's now what retools are seen as generally, aren't they? 100%. I think it was um, Mark Mayer, the Hasbro designer, that recently was talking about Galaxy Shuttle coming from that Astro Train. Uh, was it Siege Astro Train mm-hmm. uh, toy? Yeah. And, and he said that, you know, I think he went into the archive or whatever and discovered that this head had been designed for right. that toy. And that actually a lot of what they do now, apparently, is that they design second heads for these toys when when they go through the design process, mm-hmm. purely with the feeling that, hey, we'll probably use this design again further down the line. And whack a new head on it and it's a new character but i think it's fascinating actually to go back to g1 because we didn't really do that we didn't really get that back then did we and actually looking at the list of retools for this discussion i was really struck again as i commonly am at how few repaints and retools there are in generation one it just wasn't a thing so much at the time which is funny when you think about like some of the most iconic characters there it's like the datsuns when you think about like the retools there jets it's like yeah. you look at Prowl and Blue Streak, I'd call that a retool, but Prowl is basically Blue Streak with a light bar, isn't he? It's not yeah. the same with Ratchet and Ironhide. Like the only real difference is that one's got a light bar stuck to the top. Hmm. Yeah. And that's enough to classify it as a retool. Yeah. Just that one tiny change, the light bar, retool. It's not actually a straight up repaint. I've heard people refer to those as repaints of each other though. Mm. Regularly. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know, like Grapple and Inferno again, technically retool, not yeah. repaint. But people still call it a repaint, of course. I don't think it really matters. I'm not looking to get too pedantic about the language yeah. or anything. You know, it's people call them what they want, really. In light of the last 20 minutes of what we've been talking about. Well, <laughs> absolutely. All, all first impressions of this discussion aside, I'm actually fairly chill on the subject. I was, I was just thinking then about, just before we move on from them, it's when you're talking about Prowl and Blue Streak and sort of the light bar. And it's really funny to think in generations now, they are just repaints almost because the light bar is a separate piece that pegs into a gun or something mm, like that that's true so it is now just with a molded piece and what you were saying about the heads it was interesting as well because i was thinking about that because they've done that pretty much since the start of classics haven't they like uh, it used to be in universe and generations you would look in the instruction book to see what the alternate head was and you might never see that on a toy but they always said they sculpted an extra head that was in the mold for a future reuse that may not come to be it's just the way they did it i think that's a fasc- fascinating indictment and sort of sign of the times of how toy engineering has evolved and how they've got cleverer with this stuff as well. And just, you know, how how much more, let's be fair, how much more kind of budgets have become a factor in decision making and things. But yeah, it makes sense, you know, if they're going to go you know through the process of designing a new toy, why not just come up with a new head for it there and then and have a bit of forward thinking about it? I think it's very clever. Well, they did it in Diaclone as well. If you look at the very first release of the Fair Lady toy, which was what we know as Blue Streak now, its Styro had space for the spoiler of Smokescreen and the light bar of Prowl. So they went into that knowing that they were going to do multiple versions of that. And so the Styro fits all three. Mm. And we had that with Transformers G1 too, where you get the bubble that's shared between those three Datsuns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's clever. Yeah. So retool, very broad. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, retools. <laughs> It's like people mistake retool and repaint so often. And obviously we have the Combiner War Silverbolt thing, which just now dominates everything. The yeah. shared engineering. Like I am every Silverbolt. It's <laughs> all in me. 
Yeah. What I find really funny now is that genuinely, I, I believe that when a new mold is unveiled by Hasbro or Takara, fans online are honestly looking at it going, what toy is that then? What What's the mold? Where's it come from? Is it Silver Bolt? Who is it? Do you know? And it's, it's just this sort of really funny thing that we've got to go through. It was really exemplified for me by that holiday Optimus Prime, because obviously I posted pictures of it online and immediately it was just inundated with replies going, oh, it's, uh, you know, Motormaster, it's Legacy Motormaster. And without anybody having seen this toy in anything other than the blurry, you know, photos that I you shared, took. <laughs> I'd taken, yeah. the, you know, and they were very blurry because I was taking them off a massive screen at Comic-Con and people are already deciding that it's a retool and all of this. And then um, what's brilliant is that the guys from Hasbro were like, it's not a retool. It's not Legacy Motormaster. It's a schooner. <laughs> yeah, it's a new mold. And still you've got people going, it's Legacy Motormaster. And like I've had people uh, already in the last couple of weeks where I'm like, no, 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 they said it's not Legacy Motormaster. People are like, oh, well, I'm sure it shares some engineering and things like this. And it's like, they've said it doesn't. <laughs> they've literally said it's not. But people don't believe it. And it's just kind of funny. You can't trick these people, man. They know, they know better. Yeah. It's an incredible thing now that, like you say, with this, as soon as someone sees a new toy, they look to see what it is. Yeah. Thinking about this episode tonight, I was reminded of when uh, Titans Return Chrome Dome, when he came out. And I don't know if you remember, but the first thing people looked at and they saw the engineering event, oh, it's a retool of Combiner Wars Dead End. And then for ages, like Silverbolt, oh, that was yeah, the thing. Every time there was true. a car, it was it's always a retool of that. Hmm. Yeah, again, very broad definition of a term. Yeah, indeed. So we've all picked some retools. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Handing over to Flexo first. Oh, okay. Over to me, is it? Yeah, go on. Get your major flex out of the way. Yeah. Well, do you know, I, I feel a bit uh, like I've not got a leg to stand on now because I, I said what my one of my choices was earlier and you were like, oh, it's such a flex and all of that. And then I was thinking about what the other one is and that is a little bit of a flex too, but it's unintentional flex. Honestly, they just happen to both be retools that I think are really interesting. So the first one I was going to mention is a generation one thing and it's great shot because this toy is, I mean, it's stunning first of all, but it's a retool of six shot, which I'm sure people will be familiar with the concept, you know, even if you're not a generation one collector, because the same thing happened in, uh, you know, Legends and Titans Return later on. But this is the original. And I think it really stands out for me uh, for several reasons. And, and yeah, aside from the fact that it's a great looking toy and all of that, mainly because it is a retool at a time when we just weren't getting that. And yes, we've got examples like the Datsuns and the Seekers and things like that from Diaclone days. But post-86, sort of 87 onwards, repaints, retools, not really a thing like at all in Generation 1, like very, very, very few and far between. And here's this toy from Victory, uh, which is, as I say, a retool of Six Shot, but it still feels entirely unique. And I think it's fascinating to me to see it in action because it's not that different on the the grand scheme of it it's really just like a new head a new chest uh he's got some new little like i don't know what you'd call them like bits on top of his arms like cannons um and a new beast mode head but pretty much everything else is the same uh you know the six modes and everything are the same apart from it's got a rhinoceros instead of a wolf but it just feels so different in hand maz you're a big fan of this one i know yeah, absolutely. As soon as I learned about it, um, six shots suddenly faded <laughs> in brilliance when I saw this thing. I think it, it also helps that it, they changed the faction and the color palette completely yeah. for the most 
Autobot palette ever. You know, that was such a huge part of what made him stand out. And they took a masked face, which is very Decepticon, and they gave him a really heroic humanoid face. And they made him look massively heroic with the world's greatest phoenix tattoo on his breasts. You know, it's just, it's <laughs> bombastic how different he is from yeah. Six Shot. They just, even if it was just colors, I mean, there are releases of that, you know, I think even in third party that maybe don't change so much between the Six Shot and the Great Shot. Like you, you get a WST version, which is just a recolored Six Shot WST. It still has such a great effect. Yeah, I think it's as much the colors as the as the retooling and and the addition of that chest piece I think is the most major thing for me. Not the extraordinarily phallic rhino horn which is hugely phallic, but yeah, you know, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's the the phoenix on the chest and the colors which do all the work there. I I think you're absolutely right. It is the colors, it is all of that. I think the fact that it's got very different stickers as well really kind of helps to differentiate it more than actually, you know, you might get. I mean, uh, even things like the the kind of stickers that run along the arms by the treads are different, and the ones on the knees are different. The ones on his little wings on his chest are completely different, different design. So it all helps to kind of build a very different look and feel. Uh, the color palette, it, you know, obviously is, is kind of red and blue instead of this sort of um, classic Decepticon look to him, the kind of green and purple. But even then past that, you've got a lot of yellow, on six shot he's more of a brilliant white as well versus the kind of off white on six shot so all of it adds up as you say maz to just really make it feel a world away from the original toy and actually i'm saying that there's not that much molding difference between them but even actually the kind of bits around the hips and the kind of main body that's cast in red that whole body piece is a newly molded piece as well so actually, there is quite a lot of retooling here. It's really just like bits like the arms and the legs and kind of the crotch piece and the wings, I guess, that are the same. There's a lot new as well. And I don't know, for me, it's every bit how retools should be done. I think you've actually hit on the greatest Transformers retool ever with your first choice. I think <laughs> I'd be hard pressed to find one that does a better job of elevating a mold, which was already superb to yeah. absolute godly status. Well, changes the mold. Changes the mold completely. Yeah, you can't top it. It cannot be topped. I think it's number one. It was the first one that sprung into my head, I think. Other than like the conversation about Bumblebee and all of that. I, I remember getting this toy in hand. And Maz, you helped me out with it, I remember, because you found one, spotted one, and were immediately like, dude. You must own this. It's just, it's glorious. Top tier Transformers. It was one that I genuinely couldn't believe i had in hand i mean it, same just, i still feel that way <laughs> yeah just taking it out the box and just it was firstly the fact that it was mint af and just pristine white which is just always a you know things like this when they arrive you do have that slight dread when they're in you know shipping thinking oh god i really hope it's not yellowed it didn't look yellowed i hope it's not yellowed and it just isn't so it's brilliant but i just had such fun with it honestly and Besides a slight sort of trepidation about transforming it or whatever, just because, you know, it's old and all of that, it's just glorious to behold. The colours are magnificent. The rhino head, I think, was the real treat, actually, for me. Just seeing that kind of flip out and how different that mode now feels to the, mm. the, the winged wolf. It's just, it shouldn't be such a change, but it is. That's when a re retool really works, when it sells you on being a completely different toy, a different character. Was Six Shot particularly popular in Japan? I know he was quite a main character in Headmasters, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I, th I think so. I see it pop up so. so much on the second-hand market. And also it was reissued. I was going to say. 
multiple times. So I think so, absolutely. So do you think that's the reason why they would have gone to this sort of length to retool it and re-release it? Um, well, they, they went and did Quick Switch as well, but they didn't originally have Quick Switch in the Takara line. So maybe that was a completely different reason why that turned up in Master Force as Six Knight. Mm. But yeah, I mean, for a toy that was released and was in media to then be retooled and released, what is effectively what, th- two years later? Yeah, yeah, it's two years later. 1989 yeah, was when Big Three was released. Yeah, it must have been a good seller. It's the same character as well in the fiction. It's it's supposed to still be Six Shot, yeah, in case you weren't aware of that. But he's he's kind of undergone a lot of changes and become a good guy, basically. So, which I always think is quite interesting because they don't seem similar at all. But if anything, it kind of has that Unicron trilogy vibe to me of like, you know, characters being upgraded mm. and like changing their color scheme and everything, but still being the same character. It's definitely an upgrade. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's all the chrome and everything as well, as you said. Just And the fact that it's gold chrome on the chest, silver chrome on the wings, the rhino horn and other areas as well. It's, it's just absolutely beautiful. And I would say that, I, I know, Maz, you would put great shot above six shot. To me, they're just a fantastic complement to one another. Yeah, agreed. Again, never owned both at the same time. I've never owned either of them. I've owned modern versions of them, but not oh, the original yeah. toys. I really would like to get a six shot this year you must you must get a six shot it's it's a legendary g1 toy it's one of the best in my opinion great fiddle former so do you think six knight is great shot sun in the same way that (laughs) quick switch is six shots i don't believe so no but i haven't you know done a a dna test parental test or anything like that so can't be certain it's not a lot of six night dna left is <laughs> yeah right basically anyone called six is related are, are you related to six shots six i cannot confirm or deny six shots six night no he's related to metroflex <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the six combiners yeah here's a question i've always had is there a relevance to the phoenix thing on his chest i know like tracks obviously has the flames on his bonnet and stuff but on great shot it's so pronounced it's such a iconic part of that toy he always felt like the original firebird from brave to me there's so yeah. many similarities to to the firebird and brave that's one of the things about great shot i've always like felt is it doesn't feel instantly like a transformer to me because it reminds me of brave and when i first discovered great shot it was when i was learning about brave as well so i identify it more like that even though it's not related to that but that's what it looked like to me more in common with that toy line yeah it is it is very bravey and then, of, of course, Brave got a retool of the mold as uh, Shadow Maru. So they I love are that, don't connected. they? Yeah. yeah. With his uh, ninja true. stars. That's a great retool. <laughs> that's a great retool. He comes with ninja stars. He does, yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, having said that, great shot. He's quite bravey, but actually I'm just flicking through some mild photos and just reminding myself. And he, he also looks great with stuff like Victory Leo yeah. and, and Six Knight as well in their animal modes. You know, and so even stuff like the monster bots and things like that, it all works. That's the thing. It, I don't know. It is different. It has its own distinct look to it. It's definitely a world away from traditional Transformers, but it fits in terms of what Takara were doing at the time. Wow. Definitely Six Shot is on my list of things to get. Great Shot is a distant dream of a toy to own, but I have a third party one. Yeah, the MMC version. I loved that. Yeah, that was a great, yeah. great toy. Grandest Hexatron, wasn't it? Yeah. Our good friend Santiago Jones gifted me that version. Because with giant swords. Mm, great toy. Does look nice. Does look nice. Yes! 
Well, come on then, Maz. If you're not going to take great shot, what, what's your one going to be? I actually will go for a very common one that was talked about in the fandom loads, which is uh, the Thrilling 30 Sandstorm from the Thrilling 30 Springer. Now, Springer is already like one of the most popular generations toys of all time, but I found Sandstorm to be even better. And that was a reasonably heavy retool, so it went from being the Springer-like car to having two whopping great wheels at the back. That's what sells that toy, is them wheels. Yeah, it's the most ridiculously misproportioned dune buggy you've ever seen. It's almost like um, those old uh, bicycles, you know, with the enormous (laughs) front wheel and the tiny rear wheel. It's like that in reverse. So his car mode is massively different like that. And I found it fit together better than Springer did as well. More flush. And then instead of having a helicopter mode, it's got this incredible VTOL sort of mode, a vertical takeoff and landing thing with the wheels, which then go horizontal and become the the VTOL engines. It's just madness. And of course, those wheels then play a massively prominent role in his robot mode. Kind of not unlike that uh, Diaclone Tri-Rambler with the wheels on his shoulders. And, and all being orange as well, and it doesn't have the wheels at his ankles that Springer does. It just looks so different as a result. Obviously the same base mold, like really unmistakable. But they just took that design, and I believe it's Nick Roach's design actually, that Springer, and they turned it into something entirely different, which suddenly appealed to me way more than Springer did. And I bought Springer after Sandstorm for mold completion, but the Sandstorm was... Um, spectacular and and actually an incredible toy i brought that one up because i think it was one that was discussed a lot at the time it was a very widely loved retool of already very widely loved toy yeah i've never owned it or handled it but yeah i've heard a lot of people talk about this toy over the years i still have it and it is a fantastic example of a retool because they go to such lengths with it even the gun is different and that's not something you see very often particularly now normally the guns are just left as they are but every part of that toy feels different and the car mode i think is way more successful than the springer version because the springer one always looks awkward with the bonnet it seems a bit stretched it just looks a bit like like a duck car it doesn't quite (laughs) You know, it doesn't. I don't think they could quite get the comic design down. So oh, man. it just feels a bit cannot, cannot unsee that now. Not not just a, not just a duck, but a rubber duck oh, is what man. it looks like. It's like one of them things you get in London. You know those duck cars that go in, in water at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> duck tours. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but mainly in, mainly in Windsor. Actually, you get those. I will yeah. say, but yeah, 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 I know exactly what you mean, man. I'm just looking at it now, and I'm like, oh my god. Firstly, I looked at the robot mode and the helicopter mode, and I was like, wow, this toy looks great. Maybe I'd be interested to, you know, pick it up at some point. And now I'm looking at that car mode, and I'm like, bloody hell, Liam. <laughs> totally ruined it. <laughs> that was the sacrifice, that mode. It did, they don't get Nick Roche's design for that at all for the car mode. But the helicopter and robot are fantastic. But Sandstorm, on the other hand, is the exact opposite of that, isn't he? Three just great modes. Yes, three great modes. And the fan mode wheelchair that people often do with it as well. Oh, God, Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgotten about that. <laughs> it's a great toy. I'm just looking at it now thinking, oh, I'd love to own that again. Thank you, Triple Takeover Podcast. <laughs> but it is a really good toy. I remember going on the, the UK thread on TFW 2005. I was in Iceland and the store here, Nexus, used to stock a lot of modern Transformers at the time. And I got on there and I said, you know, they've got these Thrilling 30 toys. Here's a list of what they have in stock. What should I get? I just want to experience a new Transformer. Nearly all unanimously said Sandstorm, and they were absolutely on the money. Nice. Yeah. It's got an amazing head sculpt as well. Really does, yeah. Very Sandstorm. It's like cartoony Sandstorm. Yeah. 
I just think his overall silhouette is so different from Springer. It just makes him almost more of a presence. Yeah. I really enjoyed when, and this is no spoiler at all for you, old Flexo, but when he turns up in More Than Meets the Eye, he's in like one panel and he's just so beautifully drawn. You just think, ah, yeah, that's a perfect realization of of that retool. And I'm, I'm really glad he made it into fiction with that body type in that one scene. Interesting. Do we ever get Nick's designs for Sandstorm? Because I remember in records, you see him briefly, very briefly, he looks very different. Mm. But I always wonder what he looked like, what his different modes looked like. I don't remember. I've got to tell you, this toy is appealing to me quite a lot. I'll take some photos. It's amazing. It just looks superb in all three modes. I love the, the massive wheels. Love the kind of VTOL thing. I think it's super clever how those wheels are used in every mode. Love the kind of, as you said, the kind of tri-rambler thing in the robot mode. Mm. Colours are great. Head sculpt looks amazing. Have you seen the Takara version? Oh, man. That's nice too, but it's a lot more orange. Yeah. It doesn't have the blacks and stuff. It tries to lean more to G1, doesn't it? Yeah. I should also say, though, Springer is a spectacular toy already. Yeah. That Springer is no slouch by any stretch. This just Sandstorm was so much more interesting. Yeah. And a really successful retool to still be on the market at the same time and be like, now that's a must buy, even though I've got the base mold. I think I'm going to have to check one of these guys, if not both of them out at some point, only because, I mean, that Springer is just legendary. And I've heard so many people talk about it so much over the years. Feel like with a slight foray into kind of the classic chug-ish era that I have kind of, you know, dip my toes in, let's say. I feel like it would be a shame to not give it a go at some point. So who knows? Of course, you have two other options. You've got the Cloud Rodimus, which is blazing yeah it's so lush based on the springer mold so there's a, a rodimus repaint which is out of the park nice and there's also the botcon battle trap isn't there which is also based on the Springer. oh mold. i wish they'd have released that more widely yeah that mold has had four epic releases so really spoilt for choice on on which one you pick man they all look good just google cloud rodimus and of course the third picture that comes up is one of maz's <laughs> uh right there i bought that uh to the pub <laughs> to a pubecon like on the day i bought it but um really great toy but i'd say go sandstorm first Ooh, yeah great toy must own it again there's, there's one of your one of your pictures here of the three of them together uh spring of sandstorm and rodimus and uh kind of seeing the appeal gotta say i ended up with the sandstorm for free and i still don't know why because i ordered it from amazon us and they just randomly refunded me the money like a month after it arrived. And I've never figured out why. People just love giving you toys, <laughs> man. I, like, honestly. See, so you've really annoyed me by telling me about that picture now. Because I'm looking at that picture now thinking how much I'd love to recreate that. Well, there you go. Damn, they were good toys. <laughs> that was a period of time where it was just about discovery for me. I was just buying loads of toys that weren't G1. Lots of animated. Lots of this kind of generation stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember when that Springer first came out, when I first got it, just holding it for the first time and looking again. I can't believe they've made a toy that looks as cool as it did, mm. you know, and how comic-like it looked. Yeah. It's just so different from anything else. There's also an, uh, an LG Sprung version of that Springer, which is even more green and yellow. Yeah. That's worth checking out, too. That's a really pretty version. I think that would be the one I'd buy if I wanted a Springer again. Oh, wow. There's a platinum one, isn't there? But there's a very shiny platinum one. <laughs> loads actually now yeah. thinking about it, they really yeah. built this mold didn't they <laughs> yeah they got their money's worth well i'm down the rabbit hole here with these guys honestly mm. they all look fantastic definitely the one to go for is springer and the one the thing with the the battle track no one, was, sandstorm that's the one to go for sandstorm that's what i meant but uh <laughs> not what i said 
but with Battle Trap, I think the thing that always like frustrated me about that was the fact that we then got the um, the Black Shadow, which we've talked about. It's like that could have been Flywheels, and we could have had Battle Trap. The, the oh, two molds wow, to yes. make them were right there. And it's like obviously you got the Botcon Battle Trap, but it's like ah oh, man, we were so close, dude. It was so close. <laughs> my choice, my first one is Ectotron. Aye. I don't know if it even classes as a retool. It's hard because it's such a yeah. unique toy and it's so different. For anyone who's not familiar, it's the transform that turns into the Ghostbusters car into Ecto-1. But it is, at its core, it's Combiner Wars Onslaught. Silverbolt. Yeah. <laughs> I remember these conversations yeah. at the time it was released. But there were people who fought Onslaught and Onslaught also came from... Oh my God. This was the time. <laughs> PTSD. But this toy, every part of it is new except for the thighs. <gasps> Post-traumatic the- Silverbolt. <laughs> Oh, there we go that's what it will be now but yeah this toy every part of it is new and it transforms differently and the way it turns into a car it's so clean there's a few panel lines but they're very well hidden like the way it splits it is hidden by the seam of the bonnet yeah and stuff like that it's very minimal like the side of the car if you look at it is not broken up by tons of extra parts because it's basically a shell. It just splits into like four different parts. Yeah, it's it's a great toy. Honestly, I, I have the, the Extratron version. I've never handled Onslaught, but uh, I really like it. I think it's uh, it's not perfect by any means. It's a little bit fiddly. But honestly, in terms of when you get it into that Ecto-1 mode, it can't be beat. It's just great. That is one heck of an alt mode success there. Yeah. It's it, astonishing. Like, I can't figure is. out how they've done it. <laughs> like To get yeah. that car from that base mold, Like it's so different. It is actually a retool, though, isn't it? I've heard this many, many times, but people have kind of debated it and whatever, but it is genuinely a retool of Combiner Wars Onslaught, right? The thighs and the elbows. (laughs) (laughs) Those are taken from Onslaught, but everything else is completely new. All the parts, the way they transform, all completely different. Does it qualify, then? Does it not just have similar forearms because that's the piece they had lying around? But that's the thing with that and the thighs, they are the exact same parts, but very specifically from Onslaught. If it's not a retool, why would they have used those and not just done different ones? They surely just want to have tons of those parts or running off those parts on their own. Where did they draw the line with this mold? How did that happen? Yeah, the design process must have been quite the thing. I'd love to know yeah. how it came, came about where they were like, right, because it was the first uh, collaborative effort as well, was, wasn't yeah. it? So uh, I'd love to kind of have been a fly on the wall with the meeting where they're like, right, we're going to do a Ghostbuster Transformer, right? And it's going to be a wholly new toy. And then someone in that meeting was like, hang on, lads, what if we threw in the thighs and elbows or whatever it is of Combined Wars Onslaught just to save a few quid? Well, think about it. It's the only parts they could get away with um, with doing that with. Everything else is completely recognisable and they couldn't use an old head. Like, you can't stick Onslaught's head on there. No. That is the only parts that no one can say, oh, that's not accurate to the original material because he never turned into a robot (laughs) so they could totally get away with not having to create new molds for those parts and like you say save a few bucks but then how would they have run those molds off though surely they wouldn't just run off parts of a mold and then create whole new molds for the other parts yeah that's a good point yeah but would all those separate parts wouldn't have been on the same sprue would they so maybe the arms and the legs for those combiner wars toys were on the same sprue so they come as a set because inst- yeah. i don't think the entire toy comes no it's not all one yeah. one thing because right. yeah it'd be in different colors and whatever but i don't know the, I, i'm just looking at the onslaught design uh it's a weird one because the the arm bits 
and the thighs aren't even in the same color. They're not cast in the yeah. same color. So it wouldn't make sense for them to be on the same sprue even. But they are the same as Hotspot. Right. There's a couple of shared bits, but it's mostly different. You know, maybe just those parts were done separately, those toys. It's fascinating. It really is. I was just going to say, Liam, as well, just to point out that you're uh, Googling Ectatron just now. Uh, your picture of him is 12th yeah. on Google Images. The best day of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the thing that fascinates me about this is with so many retools, the transformation is the same. So much of the toy is the same or familiar whereas here like you can see it if you know but like even the way the forearms are sculpted it's a completely different part nothing about it transforms any way similar but then if you look at onslaught's vehicle mode there's not much there to begin with so i suppose it's quite easy to turn into something else but if you look at uh, ectotron's chest and his waist and stuff they're completely different but at the same time you can see like the dna of it if you know what i mean like the shapes are similar do you know what i want now i really really want a G1 Ectotron made out of G1 yes. Onslaught. <laughs> <laughs> do you want the entire cast of Transformers made out of G1 Silverbolt too? Yes, I do. Yeah. All with those weird can't stop a pig in an alleyway legs. Yeah. But I just think it's just crazy. Like so often, like we were saying earlier, like when you think of retool, you think of small things like heads or little bits like that. Then And then you've got like Great Shot, who's completely different. And you've got Ectotron, which is just this whole different toy to get completely. Yeah. This is like the opposite, isn't it? It's like if they've, you know, normal retool is like, oh, let's change their head. This is like, let's change everything except the thighs. Does it even qualify as shared engineering then? I don't know. It, it reminds me of like, you know, the, uh, the Robocop reboot that they did. Have you seen that? The, yeah. the rebooted one? It's a bit pants, actually, but there's a scene in there, isn't there, where it's like all the bits that are left of him that are human that they bring up. And it's like, I don't know, like half of his head or something and then like a lung and like something else and like a hand. And that's it. And it's pretty gross, but it kind of reminds me of this in a funny way. Not just bolt it onto a combined world silver bowl. <laughs> I mean, right, yeah, Robocop. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just think with this, it's just incredible because I think with Six Shot and Great Shot, they are both great. And so many of retools, like we talk about Smokescreen, Prowl, they're both fantastic toys. But here, Onslaught and Hotspot are, you know, I'm quite an apologist for Combine Wars, but even I would say they're really disappointing on their own, like the vehicle modes. But this toy is completely different. You're like, this is just fantastic. It's one of my favorite toys. It's nice to see a mold redeemed in some way or, mm. you know. I liked Onslaught. I liked his robot mode. His truck mode, isn't, I don't know, it's not really much of a truck there, is it? I'm looking at pictures of it and I'm not sold, fair to say. But also, where's Ecto-1A? Where is the Ghostbusters 2 Ecto car? Well, they Why did they done that? Yeah, they did an Afterlife one, didn't they? It just added dirt to it. Yeah. Well, they, it had a new... I think that had a retooled head, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it actually did. He's, I think he's wearing the goggles, isn't he, rather than being over the top of his head. Yeah, the goggles are down, um, which is cool. But yeah, and a bit more kind of dirty or whatever. But yeah, it's just really cool. I, I thought it was brilliant, actually. And I like that uh, it's kind of got a bit of cross appeal with MP10 GB as well. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really cool. The two of them look great together. So yeah, fantastic choice. The Transformers will return after these messages. Right, well, it's that time for the bit of the pod where we talk about our sponsors. And of course, we're going to look at tiersource.com first of all and see what they've got in stock up for pre-order at the moment. See what catches your eye. Talk about it a little bit the huge uh, so what's caught your eyes tonight then lads i've got to say that that fourth train bot in their banner is still very much catching my eye but i spoke about that a couple of episodes ago yeah you did but i think it's that pre-order for the haslab deathsaurus which yeah. is yeah i guess um it's strange for me to see it on the website for pre-order because 
I'm thinking of Victory Sabre and Unicorn and how it was just strictly through the the crowdfunding that this market would have received access to that toy. And this just they were on stores as well. I think some stores had. Them. Oh, were they really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't remember that. Well, it wasn't available in certain parts of the world, was it? Like Hasbro yeah. Pulse or the crowdfunding oh, thing. So. Okay. Well, like in the UK with Unicron, of course, it was Kapow that was the yeah. official stockist, That's wasn't it? Right, of Unicron, actually, absolutely right. Yeah. For example, because yeah, the crowdfund then they hadn't opened up. <laughs> too much uh, pushback, I think. So they did a deal with Kapow to kind of have mm-hmm. it brought over here. But yeah, I was surprised to see it on TF Source, but it's good. Presumably all the numbers go towards the crowdfund. So. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about the toy extensively in our mini so So I would just say, yeah, Death Source would be my choice. It's the first thing that caught my eye, other than the train bot, again, when I went to TF Source. Yeah. Well, it says everything about it because it's just literally a grey prototype still. Yeah. So if it caught your eye on there, then it's doing something right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, Liam, how about yourself? Mine is a very obvious one, and it is Holiday Optimus Prime. Oh, I knew you were going to go for it, man. I knew you were going to say it. I, I picked it as my choice, and then I was like, but Liam's going to say this one. I was hoping you'd come to me before you picked yours for this reason, because <laughs> it's like they made a toy for me. It's glorious, man. It's fantastic. And there's no way it's not going to be the future combat hero Optimus Prime at some point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love the way that everybody says it online, though, where they're like, hey, guys, do you think that they might make a, a hero Optimus Prime out of this? And it's like, yeah. rewind the discussion back three weeks, mate, honestly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just hear me out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So what's appealed then on this one? Is it the uh, is it the candy cane weapon? <laughs> weapon indeed. Dude, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's just wrapped in Christmas, man. Look at it. It's He looks like Santa. He's carrying a candy cane. I can't look at it. I, I can't look at it any longer. It's, it's so bright. Yes. <laughs> it's very bright. Like a bauble. I can see it. I can tell it's on your screen right now because you've just illuminated <laughs> your entire room. I've gone bright green. It's the spirit of Christmas. But it's like the gorgeous green windows and his eyes, they're green. And they just yeah, look really nice with the, shine, like the, the shiny blue head. Yeah. Hey, you were saying Combat Hero Optimus Prime. Are you talking about the G2 unreleased colors that they're going to do in like as opposed to the sure shot which was well that was so the the sure shot was hero optimus prime yeah okay and then the blue one was combat hero as you say uh, um, right. which was never released so uh slight point of technicality there order order oh i appreciate the correction be super cool to have the unreleased color that would be amazing yeah that would be mega it's beautiful deco Generation selects, you know, because we had the uh, white and green Megatron, didn't we, as well? The white and green tank Megatron. And Sandstorm, the Jetmon. Yeah, that's yeah. true, actually. Stan's the reason they would do it. And I think it's licensed. Is it licensed? Because it looks like it's it's a Volkswagen logo. It's licensed, yeah. It does have the Volkswagen logo. It's a, a licensed Volvo truck, which a lot of people are, of course... Uh, Volvo, sorry, not Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are taking as a sign of this being the Amazon Prime collaborative toy that was mooted at one stage, because that was supposedly going to be a licensed Volkswagen. Uh, you got me doing it now as well. <laughs> a licensed Volvo. So a lot of people are taking that as a sign that this was the Amazon Prime crossover that never was, and now it's been repurposed for this. There is just one thing on this toy that I want to draw your attention to. Actually, two things that I think are very cool. One is the white cuffs, which is perfect Santa placement. Yeah. Uh, yep. But the other is the belt buckle. Yes. All of that is fantastic. Like the little white stripe going down his chest as well. Yeah, for sure. It's just the belt buckle makes me laugh because 
of the placement of it. I mean, it's on his crotch, so it's kind of not immediately obvious that it is meant to be a belt buckle. But it's it's a neat little detail. Can I just also draw your attention to the Autobot badge with the Santa hat on? Yeah, uh, of course. Cool. Did you not think the sides as well with the red paint looks like blood streak? So it's kind of a bit... Yes. Someone said that. It looks like he's actually mowed down a load of people. <laughs> <laughs> Holidays have come. It's, it's full of tarp on the inside of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nemesis repaint, honestly, just with blood-soaked uh, Volvo. Yeah, I think the only way this could be more of a Liam toy is if it had pizza wheels. <laughs> Maybe that's what goes in the trailer. Cold pizza wheels. Yes, <laughs> cold pizza wheels for breakfast. Yes. Christmas pizza with candy canes on. Peppermint. There we go. Christmas again. Do you know they do a candy cane Pringles flavour? Yeah, I've seen it. I've not tried it yet. That's mad. Anyway, Sixer, what's your choice? Well, I would have possibly gone for Holiday Optimus Prime. I'm going to pick one of two new 3 0 efforts. So they've done a Revenge of the Fallen Megatron, which looks really, really good. It's actually the MDLX. Uh, Rodimus Prime that's really caught my eye. Just think it looks amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. Clearly very Studio Ox inspired. But, you know, they've, for me, already done a great job with Bumblebee and Optimus Prime. Really love those. The Megatron, I don't have in hand yet, but it looks incredible. This Rodimus, for me, is the best looking of all of them so far. Just think exceptional design to it. Can't wait to have it in hand. Looks like it's super poseable. I genuinely spent a good sort of five minutes or more looking at the uh, the promo pics earlier. His little assault rifle thing that he's got with him and everything. And I was just like blown away by it. Totally into it. These, I don't know, small little toys from 3-0 so not like the full well even the half scale ones you know the deluxe ones but really kind of great fun to just pick up and play with and pose i know not everyone's going to be convinced because it's non-transforming i don't give a stuff it looks amazing i want it looks so much like dx9 carry to me and that was a great aesthetic yeah it looks amazing i would love to see like what it would transform into if it did you know like the space winnebago mode because you look at the design elements and then you're like it would look really neat and cool it's got obviously different slightly different ones but his face to me reminds me of hot rod more than rodimus and i quite like that yeah juxtaposition with his body this is kind of cool yeah there is an element of hot rod to him as well definitely i'm just well into it honestly he's he's just i can't say enough nice things about it can't wait yeah Right, well, why don't we mosey on over to kapowtoys.co.uk, UK supplier, and take a look at what they've got in stock there. So what we're thinking on their site, lads. Well, I'll go first then. No, no, you won't, because you're going to pick I've, where I'm going to pick. And I'm not, no, yeah, well, you hold on to yours. You, you never go first, all right? You're second. Get in line. Let's change things up, man. Let's do something new. All right, fine. You go first. Okay, so I'm going to pick Transformers Generation Select Magnificus. F*** you. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Defeated. Were you going to choose that one then? Yes. What? Uh. I had no idea. <laughs> Magnificent choice. <laughs> but this guy looks amazing. And you know, I'm not really into black repaints that much, but I think this looks really nice. I love his faceplate, like the toy. This is not like a classic black repaint as such. Though. It is a black repaint, of course, because it's a repaint in black. But I don't know. I don't think of it. It's not like a nemesis repaint as such, is it? It's pretty much the same, though. It's black, grey and red. The standard black. Grey and red colours of all the bad versions, isn't it? I mean, I, I can't dismiss your logic. I've got to tell you. <laughs> but no, it does look really good. Well, this is the original colour, of course, isn't it? Of that yeah, it is. Original toy. Yeah. If anything, the red one is the red repaint of the black one. Right. No, it looks really, really good. Like it. Yeah. Perceptor in black. What's, what's to go wrong? I just like the fact that he's kind of like an evil scientist. I think that's really cool. <laughs> mean science. Yeah. <laughs> bad science. Bad <laughs> no reason for that to be funny at the all. bad boy of science yeah <laughs> just coming out with all kinds of alternative facts 
it's like shattered glass Stephen Hawking. That's what right. It is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about you then, Maz? If you can't have Magnificus, what are you going to go for? Right, I'm going to pick an item that Capel have on sale because it's something I've always come very close to buying. Then I saw it at your gaff and I thought, well, I really have to own this. Hasn't happened yet, but it's the uh, Masterpiece MP39 Plus Spinout, which Ooh. they have for £84.95, £15 off. And £85 for that toy is absolutely spot on because yeah. it is glorious in both modes. Crazy transformation, which is probably just teeters on my limit of complexity and involvement while still being fun to do and it's got the toy head and it's the first ever diaclone car and it really does sing in red and it's got all the really cool toy details like the shins with all mm. the the molding there yeah that's quite tempting it would look great with your with your reboost and your cross cut and those guys it's quite funny you should mention those that when we were deciding for what we were going to do for our repaint choices, I was going to first of all pick Reboost <laughs> <laughs> over Skids and then Crosscut over Reboost. But no, um, Spin Out would be my choice. I mean, just look at it. And I did look at it and it is every bit as pretty as you can imagine a red Masterpiece Contash today would be. Feels like one that you should own at some yeah. point. Very Maz toy. It really is. Well, for me, I'm going to be a little bit boring. I'm going to pick another three zero thing, but it's uh, is the MDLX Gold. I was going to say Goldbug, but it's not just Gold Bumblebee. They've called it just literally the Bumblebee in gold. But I'm kind of into it. Looks cool, fun little toy. Love the original Bumblebee mold, and I don't know the idea of giving it another go in gold. Why not, eh? Wait, so is this the second three zero one you've picked? It is, yeah. So if you add those together, you get six zero. Uh... Uh, it's all coming together i was was just laying that down as like a really subtle little clever thing there liam no yeah so yeah i think this thing looks pretty good so i'm into it and they've got it up for pre-order at the moment and uh, i don't know whether you've got the bumblebee or not i just think it looks like a really spiffing little thing i held that at your house and i thought that was a really nice little toy still talking about bumblebee right yeah (laughs) just checking Anyway, that's a little word from our sponsors. But uh, yeah, do check them out at tearsource.com and kapowtoys.co.uk. Thank you very much to both of them. We love them. Uh, Go check them out right now. We now return to the Transformers. Okay, so now it's time for our second picks. And as you went first the last time, Sixer, you get to go first again. Is it it me again? Yeah. Right, well, I'm going to... Hit you now with another one that I know Maz is going to say is another flex. It wasn't intended to be. It was actually, the, I think this was actually the first one that came into my brain. I think I said that about Great Shot, but this was the first, first one that came into my brain. And it's a subtle one because it's actually not got a ton of retooling past the head. I think it's maybe just the head, uh, but it's Botcon Motormaster. And this is, of course, animated a retool. Animated, yes, should specify. This is, of course, a retool of the Voyager class Optimus Prime, animated Optimus Prime. And it was really funny for me because I got this just recently and not long after I first experienced the Optimus Prime design, which I picked up at uh, TF Nation this year. And as I say, not a lot of difference between them, Uh, you know, new head. But for me, it's a perfect example of how a color scheme change and a new head can just make all the difference and it doesn't feel like optimus prime when you're handling it that's the thing so it very obviously is the same design and it doesn't look like necessarily motormaster traditionally you know because it's got like the chest windows and things that you would associate with optimus but it still feels like its own thing the two don't cross over 
to the sort of extent that you might imagine that they would just given that it's got you know a new coat of paint or whatever so i I really respect it for that and i think sometimes retools don't work in that way and this one just really does it is a gorgeous looking toy that whole set is fantastic really is but could i just check then so do you consider this a a retool then because of the head yeah because i just thought with the botcon heads were they not done separately like they ran off the original heads of the toys and then they made the head separately then just pulled them off and then put them on I'm sure that's true, actually, and I guess in that that's sort of another argument, and I guess isn't it of do you consider that a retool or not or or whatever? Yeah. Given that, yeah, they've just swapped out a head. I don't know. It's it falls under retool for me because in terms of the release, it's an old mold, but given a bit of new tooling. I'd call it a retool as well. Right. I assume somebody would be thinking that. You know. You're playing devil's advocate. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I appreciate the challenge. It's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, for me, it's a, it's definitely a retool. And uh, as I say, it, I think it really is just the head, honestly. Like I'm looking at them and sort of struggling to find any other differences between them. I don't think there are. But, you know, even the, the paint job makes quite the difference yes. to the two of them. I mean, it, I think it's the fact that some of the placement is different as well for sort of where the colors go and things, which is always a good sign, in my opinion. Yeah. Like it always kind of helps to differentiate two molds, you know, two releases of the same mold. So you know because you've got that very sort of pronounced stripe along optimus for example you know the kind of classic stripe whereas on motormaster you've got little stripes at the back and the kind of uh circular crosshatched uh, decepticon logo which looks really cool the colors are just so different as well they just I don't know, they just feel like two very distinct toys this is a stunning example of like how much paint and just a new head can do to give it a different life because you know often when you get a retool people will say oh it's just a new head it's not its own mold and they'll view it as the original character but this just goes to show like how much that can do to completely just transform the toy transform <laughs> yeah 100 percent, and it really is just that different honestly and i suppose it says everything that as i say i got them just really within a couple of weeks of each other maybe a month in with the uh, same month or whatever did you get this and first or optimus first optimus first yeah, yeah. uh and i already love the optimus design and it's always been a tough one with me for animated because you know obviously a lot of these designs a lot of these molds are really held up as like these legendary things that people just love you know it's got such a kind of a bit like you know more than meets the eye and obviously we're looking at that with fresh eyes now uh you know the comic it's the same for me with animated where you know if you came to this and actually you didn't like them people would be a little bit like affronted by it almost you know they'd be a bit kind of like what and I love the cartoon anyway, so I really didn't want to be disappointed by the toys. And thus far, every single one I've handled has been a real thrill, a real uh, treat. So I was almost a bit nervous going into like the first repaint retool. And this was the first of the, the five, the set of five that I checked out. And I was just blown away by it, honestly. The new head is just perfection, honestly. And if you're going to jam character into a toy with a head sculpt, this is how you do it. Just completely agree. It's one of the five or six animated toys I never owned. And that entire Stunticon job set is an exercise in how to do repaints and retools right. Yeah. Every single one of them stands out on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you could you could have just picked the whole set, really, yeah. and they're all remarkable. I guess I thought of this one because it's the it's the one that I own both versions of the mold. You know, whereas the other four, I only have the Stunticon versions. Uh, but I, you know, I've looked at sort of pictures, comparisons, and things, and yeah, you can see the the sort of how great they all are. But this is the one that really stood out for me. The common argument here, of course, is that they don't combine into Menasaur. Oh man, yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? If you take the toys on their merits, you get these stunning toys as like mm. compensation. They stand on their own. They don't need 100%. to combine all the time to be a great toy. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I would actually say that this is like, in a funny way, a lot of, um, 
I don't know. It, it, it wouldn't add anything to them if they did combine, you know? It, it would yeah. be fun, I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. Like, it would always be fun to see an animated Menasaur. But by the same token, this is like the ultimate Stuntacon set, and they're just great as they are. They don't need to combine. I do wish this had got a retail release. Yeah. As nice as it is being a BuckCon exclusive, it's just so pretty. It would just be nice for more to own it because it is that beautiful. For sure. It was one that I didn't necessarily have on my radar. And obviously, it's really kind of starting to spike quite a bit now. And the opportunity came up. It literally walked into your house, didn't it? It did. Yeah, yeah. Good old Sid that, uh, you know, is a, is a good mate. And, you know, we're all sort of friends with. And yeah, he brought it round and what can I say? Couldn't Left say no. it there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it very much did. Such a flex that Sixo no longer finds the toys. Yeah, they find him. find him. Just come to me. <laughs> this is it. Well, he built it, the museum, and they're all like coming now. <laughs> yeah. I built it and now they will come, yeah. yeah. It, it was quite funny because he came around with like several other tubs. Uh, honestly, it was like he set up his own little dealer table on my kitchen table. Uh, it was quite funny. And I was just going through. There was like loads of animated, loads of stuff. And he was like, well, let me just show you this as well. And I was like, no, enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is this was a good one to walk away with. You've expanded the gift shop then. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Right. Come on then, Maz. What about yeah. you? Yeah. Well, very much in theme with what you just said about how much a paint job and a new head can completely elevate a figure. And this is a cheat because this came to mind immediately for me and this was the original intention for this mold, but they released a different character first, which is a very Titans Return thing to do. So I'm choosing uh, specifically the Legends Octane or Octone as it's called uh, versus the original first release Uh, titans return triple changing optimus prime same mold it's got a tanker truck mode it's got a passenger jet mode and a robot mode but the degree to which octane and then legends octane wore that mold better is just astronomical of course it was always meant to be octane but even so as prime it was interesting and i really enjoyed it. it you know the colors were right and prime suddenly had a jet mode that was pretty cool really fun toy to handle but the lg octone is just spectacular it was such a beautiful generations toy really really pretty great colors gorgeous head sculpt fantastic transformation great modes all three massive recommend from me and there's no wonder it is spiking in price now as the years go by i have the hasbro version and i love it but what i love about the lg version is the way they change the color of the reverse of the truck nose you know so it turns into starscream sort of pylons doesn't it they're red right because it also comes with an extra yeah. ghost starscream head that you yeah. can put on him it's that i totally forgot about the the red pylons great shout yeah. it's that kind of playfulness with it that's wonderful yeah. is that what the little minifigure is with it a little ghost starscream well it comes with octane's head right which then turns into a headmaster by itself but then it also like a lot of lg figures came with an extra headmaster too so some of them came with the Target Master and the Headmaster. This one came with the extra Ghost Starscream head, which is great. Oh, man, I've just seen a picture of the head. That is super cool. This is where we were getting like Bullhorn and a Clouder and all of those kind of guys, wasn't it? All packed in with the LG toys. But yeah, Octane is great. That mold is just really nice. And of course, they turned it into Ryu from Street Fighter. They did, didn't they? That is true. Yeah. They did. Yeah, it's looking really good, actually. I've got to tell you, like... I don't know, the Optimus version is not one that would have appealed so much to me. I don't know, but I can really see the appeal with Octane. Okay, so you say that, but have you seen the amount of people that have turned it into Action Master Optimus Prime? No. 
Yes. So you, I think you, I don't know if Toy Hacks do it, but someone did a sticker label set specifically, you know, to go over the tanker. So it looks like his actual master vehicle. No. But then the robot mode, they changed the colors. So, and they gave him the guns as well. And it looks amazing. Well, that I need to see now. But they also did it in G2 colors, didn't they? I think that came in the, you remember the box set? Uh, it's either Chaos on Velocitron or Rumble in the jungle or whatever the other one was called. <laughs> right. <laughs> God, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, it was Chaos on Velocitron and Siege on Cybertron. There we go. And yeah, there was a Laser Prime version of it. but And yeah. of course, there was the Black Convoy version that was Takara Tomy Mall. Uh, no, it was the Tokyo Toy Show exclusive. And I had that too, which was also very pretty. But I think Octane trumps them all, uh, the way it owns that mall. We got all three of them, didn't we, at that time? We got Astro Train, yep. Octane, and Blitzwing. But mm-hmm. each of them are retooled from other toys. Well, I said Astro Train, I suppose. In fact, all three of them, I think, are the original intentions of the mold, obviously, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. We had Sentinel Prime before Astro yeah. Train, and we had, and we had Megatron. Megatron. Yeah, before Blitzwing. But when you look at Megatron, you see Blitzwing, or yeah, the, totally. the molding, other than the chest, is Blitzwing. It's so funny because if they'd done it the other way around, you would have been just like, what a weak repaint that is. Yeah. You made Megatron out of Blitzwing? No. No, why didn't you give us overcharge? But doing it this way around was, yeah. was genius, really. And it really was, because that's a nice toy as well. Yeah. The Blitzwing mold is great. But yeah, really Octane, is. fantastic. Oh, it's a really solid choice. I just remember thinking it was really pretty, and it was a really fun toy to transform, and it looked amazing in photographs. It's got a presence, definitely got a presence. Mm. And stickers. The Hasbro has a lot of stickers. Yeah, actually, the Prime had stickers, which were terrible. Yeah. Really terrible. I think Toy Hacks did a set that matched the G2 trailer mm. way more closely. I've just seen pictures of the Action Master one, by the way. The Toy Hacks set is really, really smart. Oh, where's that? I need to see it. It's cool, isn't it? I, I, I've seen the G2 one, and that is super cool. And actually, it's funny because I, when I look at the Optimus toy, it almost looks like Power Master Optimus Prime, something about it. But I've just seen a picture of it next to the G2 laser toy, and it's perfect for it, honestly. Like, yeah. it really works as well. Uh, particularly with the trailer and everything. And I see that there's, um, uh, you know, you can get some stickers for it and everything. That looks great. I've just linked you to the Toy Hacks page on the Action Master version in the in the chat. Oh, let's have a little look. Oh my God, that's perfect. I love it. Absolutely love it. Has it got the guns? It does. It's got yeah. the little like the orange smokestacks and all of that. Yeah. How cool is it that the Prime's headmaster was called Diac and it's got a little silver head like a Diaclone driver did? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. There's so much cool stuff going on in that period of, of Titan's Return. They did that with all the heads, didn't they? They all were little references to other yeah. things. Like there was the Battle Beast one. I can't remember where he came in. Yeah, that was on one of the, I think, Hasbro Pulse sets. I think it was either the one that came with Grotusk or... Yeah, I think it was the one that came with Grotusk. Turned into a little Battle Beast dude. It's amazing how the first version of the molds are completely different and not characters you would associate with any of those molds. Mm. Maybe Optimus, but they are all great anyway. Yeah, they uh, are. The Sentinel Primes are even really nice. The Bright Orange really one. Is. In fact... I like it more than the Astro Drain. Agreed. Yep. Is this what people would call, do you think, a pre-tool then? Yeah, because, 100%. Because obviously the Optimus, I'm guessing people figured out, okay, this yeah. is going to be Octane. Yeah, especially as it came out at the same time as Megatron, who was so obviously Blitzwing. Right, okay. I think it's the way to get the money out of the mold first, isn't it? Is to put the first versions out as something. Yeah. The ones they probably wouldn't buy first if it was the other way around. But, you know, I don't mind that. I, I see people yeah. get really angry about that, actually. Like, oh, you know, who has blow, you know, and all of that again. <laughs> but Oaf so. He should have his own bit called Grind My Gears. That's right. <laughs> oh, off on one. Oaf so simple. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, people do. You know, people get angry about toys, don't they? Oh, children's toys. Oh. But I, to me, 
it makes total sense. Why wouldn't they want to to do this thing where they release the popular character first and then get you to buy the one that you really want? You know, it's just business, mm. isn't it? It's fair game, as far as I'm concerned. Especially when when the pre tool is Optimus Prime, right? Exactly. Megatron, you know, it's pretty yeah. good. Pretty good thinking. Yeah. It also adds flavor to these characters, doesn't it? It gives you yeah. something new. Even if you don't buy it, it's something that then exists that you can look back on another time ago to see the different versions. Yeah. And mm. always need someone. Like my brother has the Megatron version. I think it's the only Megatron he's got. But whenever I pop around and I see it, and I'm like, wow, that's just really neat. Uh, and you just said the really crucial thing there, which is you don't have to buy it. Which yeah. <laughs> is always worth remembering. You don't have to buy it. Well, that's it. Like you see Optimus there and you're like, well, Octane's going to either be wave two or three then, isn't it? So yeah. it's, it's fine. Great choice. Great choice. So I almost picked, because of the topic and the proximity to when I got it, I was going to pick Galaxy Shuttle because I got that from our lovely sponsor, Kapow, this week. And that toy is actually really nice in hand. But I went with Unite Warriors Computron. Technically, it's five toys. I'll give you that. But it's such a great retool and this fantastic shining example of what Takara would do, you know, when it came to like Unite Warriors and stuff. Because mm-hmm. it is nothing like the Hasbro toy at all. Like most of the molds are different and the retool on the same molds is completely different. There's almost nothing in common. It's bizarre. So wait, it's a retool of Computron. As Computron. As, yeah. <laughs> That's bizarre, man. It's more of a competing Computron, isn't it? Because they released them both like in a similar time. Compututron. Competing con. But they both went their own way. Well, he's called Computicon by Takara, <laughs> isn't he? That's his actual name in Takara. Right. Liam, Google Images. You, yours is the seventh picture, mate. Oh, man. Is this going to be a league that we're going <laughs> to run? Is that some kind of <laughs> exactly. extra competition here where Six O can flex about how his pictures come at number one with like seven and 12? No, I haven't seen any of my pictures on Google Images tonight so it's all it's all yours and maybe he's getting relegated then yeah exactly um down a league is that how it works i don't know i don't care six oh learn sports again yeah. <laughs> loosely but yeah this set so hasbro released a really disappointing box set which was just a lot of repaints and it's not great but it did come with scrounge what? scrounge yeah, yeah that was the that was worth well, buying it for i think it was a retool wasn't he because he was cosmos but he cosmos. had his own head yep it was brilliant the scrounge was fantastic but the Takara version, they like went to this whole other level. So they created an entirely new mold for Strafe from the Blastoff mold. That was an entirely new mold they created for Bruticus, obviously, mm-hmm. which was their own thing. But they, at this point, they were like just doing this obsessive thing with cartoon accuracy, weren't they? But this Computron set is so much fun. Then Hasbro Nose Cone was just Brawl, which is not very good. Mm. The Takara one is, do you remember Combiner Wars Rook? Yeah, good toy. So they retooled the heck out of that. Yeah. Just gave him this crazy draw that splits into multiple parts and all sorts of different pieces. Gave him the tank treads and a new head. All of them got that. And it's become one of my favorite toys I've ever owned because it's just so crazy. Now this reminds me of a great story, this whole thing. Do you remember at TF Nation when Kit Ticknap bought... Uh, combiner was Computron and he was in the lift talking about how much he liked it and there was another dude in the lift as well and when the lift reached the bottom floor the other guy mumbled to him it's not as good as the third party version and ran off and that has irritated Kit for years because <laughs> he didn't get a chance to retort <laughs> didn't get the last word no that's how you get the, the final word in with Kit is you trap him in a lift and run away and you say what you want and then you bugger off and it's brilliant Yeah, fantastic I'm just looking at pictures of these two, uh, the Hasbro one and the Takara one. I can't get over it. It's just mad. They used the scattershot and Hasbro released a separate scattershot and then they also used it here. But he's got a new chess piece, got quite a few different bits. So what what bits are actually reused? Because it, it just looks like a totally different toy. 
it's, there's still a few bits that share because it's a few of them are still Silverbolt. But yeah, there's all sorts of different bits that have changed. But things you wouldn't expect. It was Silverbolt all along. <laughs> but it, it goes it goes like that all the way through. It's just a crazy set of toys. Like obviously they used the Wheeljet mold for Lightspeed, whereas Hasbro just used uh, what's the please Streetwise and just painted it really badly. One thing I'm noticing is, did the Hasbro one actually come with the proper feet? Or is that an no. add-on thing? No, I think the Hasbro one came with uh, unique feet, like actual hands and feet. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And I'm looking at the the Takara one, and it has more like the, the gun feet, the, the earlier Combiner Wars, like Superion. And... It does, yeah. That's weird. So do people mix and match them to get like the perfect Computron? Uh, I have seen people do it, but I can't see any of the Hasbro ones that are as nice. Like I've seen people say they prefer the Hasbro Strafe, and I just assume they have no eyes, because <laughs> why, why, why would you say that? But like, there are a few people I know like prefer the Hasbro Afterburner because he's got more of an orange to him, whereas the Takara one it leans more to the red. It is orange, but it looks red, but it's, it's not. I'm intrigued by this. Honestly, I think there's a lot to kind of get into with this set, isn't there? Just how different yeah, yeah. they are. I love the bike on the shoulder of the Takara Unite Warriors one because it just reminds me so much of Street Hawk. Yes. And it just looks like the Street Hawk bike. But like the Hasbro one, they gave him a weird green windscreen. Hmm. It's an odd choice, but the colours just, there's just something about it that just seems off. I do kind of miss these days, you know, of Takara and Hasbro just going off in different directions. I I get from a kind of brand perspective, you know, Synergy, all of that. Nice to have the option, wasn't it? Yeah, I still miss it, I must admit. And, you know, going back through Unicron Trilogy and all of that, I I kind of love the differences that that you get with some of these toys and looking at what did Takara do and all of that and, you know, like Beast Wars and everything as well. I really kind of miss it. Particularly from a kind of collector perspective, there are times where it's a pain in the bum, but there are also times where you actually end up with two amazing toys for the price of one, you know, and like Beast Wars is a great example because they didn't sort of do the same characters necessarily all the time, even they just took the Hasbro mold and did a completely different color scheme and everything on a lot of their designs. Beast Wars again. (laughs) Stick the pan pipes in. There's the pan pipes, yeah. (laughs) Drop the beat. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just find it fascinating. Uh, the, and now it's, of course, it's all the same. But hey ho. I just kind of miss being able to look at two different toys that are functionally the same, but they look different. Yeah. And then being able to discover there was a different version of it that I'd never seen. It's kind of a shame, isn't it? That's lost. Yeah. Do you miss picking up the Hasbro version and thinking, oh, that's great? And then a few months down the line, seeing the Takara was and going, ah, should have bought that one. <laughs> should have waited. Yeah. <laughs> But the fascinating thing with this is they came out around a similar time. It's such a strange thing. I think they were revealed like on the same weekend because it was that time when they were doing all the leaks. Which you love. Oh man, big fan. This was why. Big fan <laughs> of leaking. If I remember rightly, I think the Hasbro one was being leaked like a half of the picture at a time, you know, like a little quarter of it or whatever. Right. But then I'm sure there was a Tokyo toy show and there was one Hasbro where it wasn't leaked. People just took photos. And these were, I think, were on the same weekend or something like that when it was announced. But the Takara one is just a wicked toy as well. There's so much playability with it. I do prefer the look at the Hasbro feet, I think. Mm. Yeah, those things, the Hasbro feet are cool. Yeah. That's why I think people mix and match to get the perfect mix of, of the best parts. Mm. I could see that. Looks great with the Abominus as well. Yeah, and they give him a new head as well. Give him a different Computron head because mm. obviously the other one, Hasbro one, just has the Silver Bolt head. Oh, it does. So as a Computron fan, you're very well catered for. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. And you get a scrounge. Yeah, I didn't bother with that one. I can't believe they just repainted a, a face-plated uh, Superion head. That's mad. I hadn't even noticed that. The whole thing is like that. It's, the Hasbro one just feels like a real disappointment. The more you look at it, the more you're just like, oh, there's not really anything here. But the like the Takara Strafe, and Rook, you can give Rook the drill hands. Yeah. 
strange colors on the Hasbro one. Yeah. Looks like a test shot, doesn't it, in places? Yeah, it really does. Just the colors don't mix, like the red on the light speed with the yellow on the nose cone, green. It's the green, yeah. And the kind of pinky red on, on the chest, weird. That's what I was trying to say about the afterburner is I get why people prefer the orange, but then you look at the rest of it and like the colours don't blend. It's just that one use of orange on the windscreen, you're like, that's all right. But then the rest of it doesn't quite line up with it, like the green yeah. and the other stuff. No, Red Street Hawk wins. Red Street yeah. Hawk absolutely wins that. The thing is, he is orange. It's just a very red orange. You can only sort of see it in hand. You're like, oh, he is. Yeah. Bloody cartoon, I think that's what it was going for. Bloody cartoon. Going to get Liam started again now. <laughs> don't start on that scale chart. <laughs> right. Great choices then. Okay. So what's that? Six and done? Six amazing retools? For sure. I've definitely learned loads from this discussion. Yep. This is something we can revisit in the future, definitely. Yeah. Well, if people want us to, then absolutely. I'd be up for doing another round. I came, as when I got into this, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Here's five or six other legendary toys. I've got at least one more big flex in me as well. Just one? Yeah. I really enjoyed your uh, list of them in the chat thread when you're like, here are my two. And it just kept going down. Like, five, <laughs> no. seven, and then you're like, oh, no, I'm definitely going to pick these two. But it's like his articles, man. <laughs> yeah. It's just like kept his going. Top 10 oh. articles with the 15 honorable mentions. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Anyway, retools. Done. Excellent. can say for sure this time that's definitely some of our favorite retools that we've talked about tonight i think it was a great selection on all fronts and yeah i think there's definitely more ground to cover because there are so many others we could talk about and we will do in the future look forward to it if you've got any you think you'd like to tell us about you can always find us on social media but uh we've also got patreon haven't we maz yeah do you want more do you want more of this well you can get more of this at <laughs> patreon.com forward slash triple takeover how much more is entirely up to you? You can just say thank you for one pound a month, or you can join the crowds of mans in pig, <laughs> in pigs. Men's. And you can get, yeah, <laughs> you men's can get <laughs> men's is in pigs and women's in pigs. We had some of those. Uh, you can get early access to episodes. And then there's inner beast level, which is where access to our incredible Discord server begins. And then you've got the ability to ask questions. We're going to answer a question just in a moment. And then there's Six O's Butler and Goldbox Classics, which can commission mini-sodes on smaller topics, which we will then deliver every two weeks at Goldbox Classics. You also get a free piece of merch for signing up. It's a one-time thing. And on top of that, you can listen to our mini-series, which are ongoing chapters about a particular topic, whether it's IDW or Unicron Trilogy or Fiendish Feet. I've said it now. You have to do it. <laughs> you have to do it now, Liam. Oh, I can't wait to do Fiendish Feet. But we have a question from Dugatron, oh. which is, what toy or toys were you not a fan of when they first came out, but you now absolutely love? For example, as a child, I was very nonplussed by Pretenders, but as an adult collector, I really appreciate them, inner bots and all. How about you guys? Good question, Big Doug. I think it's very difficult for me to not think of Pretenders as well, you know, because as a kid, I'd genuinely not first. Like I was really, uh, yeah, I'd say a bit anti and now I love them. Can't get enough of them. So yeah, that's that's probably the ultimate one for me as well. Maybe to an extent, Action Masters as well. I don't remember vehemently disliking Action Masters. I think I did have a bit of fun with them as a kid. But it's really as an adult that I've kind of come to appreciate them a bit more. I think for me, uh, it's things like Scramble City combiners, because I was never mm. interested in them as a kid. And even as an early adult collector, I... Um, does that ever just sound like we collect adults? 
It does, doesn't it? <laughs> An adult collector. <laughs> In my early adult years of collecting Transformers, I didn't really care much for Scramble City Combiners, but now I own quite a few of them. And despite being very similar, I find them all absolutely fascinating and brilliant toys, including Superion, who's pretty much my favorite of them, I think. And uh, I really wouldn't have blinked twice at that even 10, 12 years ago. I'm going to also say, I'm just going to throw this out there, but to a certain extent, MP5 Megatron as well. Like, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I still think it's a bit ridiculous. And let's be honest, it's a bit of a crap toy. But there's something about the gold one that really won me over by the end. Just the sheer audacity of that toy. Just the blinged out ridiculousness of it. There's something I kind of came to quite like about it and i miss it now i find i I find regularly when i see pictures of mp5g i'm like oh do i need that again well after the bit we did on it i mean you gotta own it now yeah such good memories of that episode (laughs) and i feel like it's such a such a statement piece the gold one especially that i'm almost like yeah maybe and i recall it going for very cheap so i don't know maybe probably isn't now it's probably worth ridiculous sums I'm probably going to go with Quick Switch, which I had as a kid. Mm, great shout. I didn't hate it. I was just never keen on it. It just didn't feel like the Transformers I remembered or liked at the time. It felt very different and it was so square. It just didn't quite land with me. So I was never keen on it. But now I love it in a completely different way. Like I it's really square really... in every mode, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Even his head is just a brick. It's just different shapes of square. It's really funny. <laughs> It's a square boat. It's Mm. a square puma thing and a square jet. (laughs) I love that toy. I completely agree. I love it too. I love it too. I love the way it can kind of run. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. That's so true. Kind of got a bit bit of articulation about him. It's like a Rubik's Cube that holds guns. It's basically what it reminds me of. But as I've got older, I've grown to really like it. And now it's a favorite. I love the draw tank. I think that's the one mode I liked as a kid to be if it was a draw tank. Solid choice. Yeah. Great question, Big Doug. Thank you very much for that. Does he even know that we're calling him Big Doug? Uh, just trying to make it stick. Oh, I thought you were saying Dig Doug, like the game. Do you remember Dig Doug? <laughs> you can call him Dig, Dig Doug if you want. Well, that's, that's what he's going to be called now. I thought it was Big Doug, like, you know, Big Dog, but Big Big Doug. Or we could just call him Dugatron like he requested and pays us money <laughs> to, to be a patron <laughs> and what we call him. He's got himself a free nickname. It's yeah. all good. Hmm. Speaking of shout-outs, another benefit of being a 6 O's butler or a gold box classic is that you get a shout-out on the show. And yes, this list has grown again. So hang on to your hats. Big thank you to Nick, Danny Roberts, Andy Preston, Chris Spiderfather, Adam Schumacher, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Southday, Justin Messiah, Dave Dalvin, Paul Giacazzi, Yusuf, John Paul, Troy, of Anthony Carls, Alec, Mir, Capnare, Phil G, Jack Pelletier, Road Storm, Stuart Webber, Mar, Lazerbeek, Puma the Hunter, Vegemite Mike, Peter Hammerson, Shenry, Chris Norris, Jesse Moreno, Jackson Harwood, Nexus, Jim Owen, Aris Woboda, TF Starfire, Billy Gator, Andy Gold, Cold Squall, Simon Elvin, Joshua's Misha Kid, Michael Cagle, Cracktastic Plastic, Diamond Stater, Jeffrey Freig, Nice Sideburns, Andy Inbound, Lee, John Wood, Carly Wilmot, Tim Banerjee, Campbell, Ben Lewis, Shinsei, Lucas Hankel, Morris Koning, Malcolm Hobbs, CNC, Rick 56, Will Bates, Mythic Gears, Zach Lawson, Jason Murray, David Shepard, Esteem, Dugatron, that's Big Doug, Quick Mix, Josh Bell, Ashpolt, Zindios, Christian Hyatt, Mark Addy, Graham Bentley, no, Andrew Bentley, Graham Moffat, Connessy, Die Brave Sid, Burke Perotta, Uncrasomatic Ball, Juan Carpenter, Eric Hoyt, Bobby P, Mike Lawyer Kono, Nihar Bat, Tyler Husky, Chris Rodwell, Alicia, aka Alicia Tron, Steve Redman, Fart Warp, Shawnee Sean, Jim Kinsey, Shanty Siegel, James Pasco, Ghost Prime, Four Big Balls, Jickle, MK Tronic, Seven the Chronicler, and our new ones. I'm going to have to say this right because I met this gentleman at TF Nation and he taught me how to say his name. Hordert Walter, the Triptychon guy, the legend. Wow. Charlie Chappelle and the Mapes Brothers, who you might recognize. What a list. What a list. That's a great list. I'm pleased we've got Mr. Triptychon on. Hordert. That's twice on these episodes you've pronounced his name and it's never not satisfying either. He said I got it pretty close. That's good. 
I'd rather you have an attempt than me. <laughs> yeah. Excellent job of reading the list there, Maz. Love it. Uh, we should also mention our sponsors for the evening, of course. That's tfsource.com and kapaltoys.co.uk. Thank you, as ever, for sponsoring the pod. We love you. If you want to check out our merch, head over to rebel.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. And if you think we've missed anything on today's episode or if there's any particular retools you want to tell us about that you think are great, then head over to at triple takeover or one word to find us on Facebook or at triple underscore takeover where you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Lads, where can they find you? I am at TF Square One on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. I am at 6OTF on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Patreon. And I'm at Toybox Hopebox, anywhere there's an app. As is befitting for an episode about retools, I thought about taking a previous outro and retooling it. But in the end, it would only end up being mistaken for Combiner Wars Silver Bowl. Thanks for listening. Regular programming will resume. Just pipe in some lift music. Yeah. Do 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 do.